Go thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hey everybody. I do that. Hello, people. Alright. Plugs in here. Ahead and we're gonna look at First Peter, and we're gonna begin in First Peter chapter one, beginning in verse ten. Um, so that's what we're gonna do. Just want to say welcome to the show. Sorry if I seem a little tired or groggy. I just woke up from a nap because I have a royal headache and a sinus neck ache, which is causing me a lot of pain in my head. So, yesterday, I told you that if I coughed a lot, just because of the post-nasal drip, now post-nasal drip has turned into real sinus neck pain. So, anyway, so what we're going to do is we're going to try to push through that and uh, deal with the, let's see here, get through. Randall will be doing a lot of the Bible study today as we do that, but you know, yeah, I, will. I wanted to, uh, I have to tell you before we get into today's study though, thought about waiting till tomorrow to cover this, but I'm not going to be able to wait till tomorrow, uh, to cover this because I have a guest tomorrow. My friend, Dr. Jennifer Fee is going to join us to talk about five, um, five ways to a peaceful mind. Uh, Jennifer and me are going to, Jennifer and I are going to do a webinar next Wednesday, the 15th. It will be in the evening. Um, it'll be a free webinar and, um, it's going to help you get a peaceful mind. Yeah, it will. So, uh, that's what we're going to do. All right. So you'll have to stay tuned to see what's in the webinar. It's going to be good though. I can guarantee you it's going to be good because, you know, we're, we have, have already done that. And for some reason, I'm not showing any activity here on Periscope. See here. Let's see. Go ahead and log back in. See if anything's showing up now. Okay. There it is. All right. Yeah, you know, it's just sinuses, you guys. I don't know how many of you, you know, have really severe allergies, but man, I tell you, it's like, anyway, um, we'll suck it up. (laughs) We'll suck it up. Uh, okay. Anyway, so tomorrow we're going to be having Dr. Jennifer Fee on the show, but I wanted to bring to your attention this story and I don't know how much media, the mainstream media is giving it. But this concerns a broadcaster here on Periscope. And, um, Randall, I don't know if you've seen the, the unbelievable bullying by Representative Brian Sims of Pennsylvania, who's a Probably not. open homosexual um, legislature, completely verbally abusing and harassing a, they say elderly woman. I would say that she's not much older than me. <laughs> So my elderly people, 
be careful. Anyway, um, she is, she was doing her normal, uh, protesting, protesting by praying, you know, quietly, silently outside of a Planned Parenthood up there in Pennsylvania. And this Brian Sims guy is completely unhinged, completely. I don't know how old this man is. But he is acting like a five-year-old throwing a big, huge uh, tantrum. And I don't think that the mainstream media is covering this at all. Um, you know, Randall, I could give you the... I will, in fact, I'll give you the... There's several... The, the link here. Yeah, there's several stories. But, I know, um, I know there is. But this one's important because this isn't... This one isn't being covered all over the media. This one is is being largely spiked, but it's it's being covered over on PJ Media, Pajamas Media. And it's titled Pennsylvania's First Openly Gay Representative Attacks Elderly Woman Praying in Front of Planned Parenthood. And if you guys watch this video, it is a complete violation of Periscope's terms of service and yet as of a half hour ago this video was still up here on periscope over a one million views on this video on periscope of this man verbally assaulting and abusing this woman and you know it's interesting to me and i mentioned this on my facebook page if this man was berating this woman in private in his own home that would be considered domestic violence. And yet, here he is openly, not only as a legislature, but he is open sodomite, flaming sodomite. He also happens to be an attorney, so of course he thinks he can get away with anything. Um, and despite the fact that uh, the ministry or the nonprofit Live Action has made this very public on Twitter, Periscope has gone ahead and allowed this to become viral. And despite the fact that it completely violates Periscope's and Twitter's terms of services, it's still up. Meanwhile, our show, Bible News Radio, is constantly hid hidden from people who want to see it because we're a Bible-believing show and we're a Christian show. Uh, that talks about the news from a biblical world, a biblical and conservative worldview. There's complete bias here on Periscope. I'm aware of it. I've been the victim of it. I can tell you that for a fact. Um, and uh, and it, it's just, it's, this is unbelievable. It's, not, it's unconscionable that a, a representative in Pennsylvania um, is so bold in his hate of Christians. And here's the thing. It is hate of Christians he's actually talking about. Uh, he is actually um, not only harassed this person, but also videotaped some young people that look like they're teenagers and actually asked for them, asked the, the public, if you know who these people are, then we give me their names so we can go and, and harass them at their house. Okay. This guy is unhinged, you know, and there are a couple of the, the major homosexual activists out there that are completely unhinged. And that's, this guy is one of them. And, you know, the, the sad part is in the state of Pennsylvania, um, you know, clearly they agree with this sodomites, uh, position because they, they voted him in to the office that he's currently in. But, um, can you... Can you play? Can you bring up the video? I um I certainly can, and I'm I'm curious why so-called abortion rights are so important to this guy. I don't know, and you know if you go if you go down through PJ Media's site, you can scroll down. You can see him flipping off. Clearly, he's he's literally giving the finger to Mike Pence, our vice president, in this picture. He posted it on his Twitter account at Brian Sims PA. Um, so he's completely unhinged. This guy is. So obviously, clearly, he needs prayer. But at the same time, 
as Christians, we don't have to lay down and take this type of abuse and bigotry and hatred that he claims this woman is inflicting upon uh, women who are going in to seek to kill their baby. You know, it's uh, it's really tragic. So I wanted to bring this to your attention. And um, yeah, if you if you play this, first of all, you guys can go to this guy's account and flag it to be banned here on Periscope. It, this this thing should be completely taken offline. And so the question is, why isn't? Why is this not taken offline? I've had my show, Bible News Radio, flagged and some of my shows removed for nothing except reporting a headline that they didn't like. And then they actually did reinstate it after I was like, uh, excuse me, but you might want to watch my show before you delete it. <laughs> it's kind of unbelievable. Um, how long? I think this is about an eight-minute clip. Yeah, almost nine. Yeah. And I think we should play it. I want, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to interfere in our Bible study, but you guys got to see this and then we'll go ahead. And if, if it takes the first half hour, um, then we'll, we'll do the Bible study. Maybe we'll do another half hour Bible study some other day this week. But this is the type of stuff that they get away with. They completely get away with this. And, and, uh, it, yeah, it, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. So, and it's just the beginning. Look, this guy's a sodomite representative in Pennsylvania. He is an attorney. Wayne Bezin from Truth Wins Out is one of the most um, wicked, for lack of a better word, um, uh, people out there who have done everything that they can to undermine Christianity. So I just thought I'd share that with you that this this man you know and he's getting away with it that's the unbelievable thing go ahead hi everyone uh representative brian sims here and i'm once again out in front of planned parenthood of southeastern pennsylvania uh, it's not only in my district it's the most heavily protested planned parenthood i, I believe in the country and today's protester now she is an old white lady who's going to try to avoid showing you her face. Um, but the same laws, and luckily, that protect her from being out here also protect me from showing you who she is. And so my hope is, is that you'll donate $100 for every extra hour that this woman is out here telling people what's right for their bodies. So I have a couple questions for you, ma'am. How, how many children have you clothed today? I'm sorry, I missed your answer. How many children have you clothed today? How about how many children have you put shoes on their feet today? Have you fed any children today or have you just stood out in front of a Planned Parenthood shaming people for something that they have a constitutional right to do? Huh? Huh? If you're here about the children, you can pray at home for children. It's probably the same place that you feed a child, but you're not. Instead, you're out here shaming people for something that they have a constitutional right to do. Who would have thought that an old white lady would be out in front of a Planned Parenthood telling people what's right for their bodies? Shame on you. Shame on you for hiding your face at the same time that you're shaming other people. Again, the same laws that protect me protect you, and, and that's okay. You're allowed to be out here. That doesn't mean that you have a moral right to be out here. Shame on you. What you're doing here is disgusting. This is wrong. You have no business being out here. Hi, everybody. Thank you for being here. Yep. Disgusting. So do me a favor, please. If you're watching this, Planned Parenthood of Southeastern Pennsylvania's one of the most heavily protested Planned Parenthoods in the country, and they deserve your support. This, these are the kind of attacks that we can expect on Planned Parenthoods in the current administration. Shame on you, ma'am, for standing out here thinking you know what's right for other people's bodies. There are women that come here from counties away, miles away, because people like you are standing out in front of their Planned Parenthood, shaming them. You must have something to say. You've had something to say to every single woman that's come in here, every single couple that's come in here. You've had something to say, something to hand them. And yet now that you're on camera, you have nothing to say and nothing to do about this? Shame on you. There's not a person coming here that needs your advice on what to do with their bodies. Not one. An old white lady telling people what's right to do with their bodies. Shame on you. Shame. Shame. Shame on you. There's no faith that tells you you are right and everybody else is wrong. There's no faith that tells you it's your job to stand out here and shame people for something that they have a right to do. This is disgusting. This is wrong. This is shameful. 
So please, if you're watching this, even if it's just $5 that you can give to Planned Parenthood of Southeastern Pennsylvania, this is the kind of stuff that they have to deal with. Cowards that won't show their face when others are looking, but they will shame every single woman, every single person of color, every single family that walks in here looking for help, looking for guidance. I'm so sorry, guys. Thank you so much for working in a place that respects and protects women. Thank you so much. Please give $5 to Planned Parenthood on behalf of this woman. If you're a white person like I am, we have a lot of catching up to do. We have a lot to apologize for, and I'm gonna apologize. I'm gonna start by apologizing for this woman. Shame on you. What you're doing here is disgusting. It's an attack on, on common sense. It's an attack on the Constitution. It's an attack on the rights of every single person coming here. And don't convince yourself that what you're doing isn't extremely racist. How dare you? This is grotesque. Now you've got your back to everybody. Is that how it is? Now you've got your back to everybody. Shame on you. Shame on you. Actually, you're doing the right thing. Let's keep walking down the block. We can talk about this. We can talk about your Christian faith, about how your Christian faith believes in shaming people, about how your Christian faith believes in telling people that you know what's right for their bodies, about how your Christian faith tells you that you know what's right for their families. Shame on you. Shame on you. Camera out of my face. No, no. The same rights that allow you to be out here allow me to be out here. Shame on you. You have a problem protesting in public? Don't protest in public. If you know who this woman is, and if you can give me her address, we'll protest out in front of her home. Let's go protest out in front of her house and tell her what's right for her body. Please call the cops. Tell them Representative Brian Sims is standing in his district telling somebody that using the rights that they're using to protest women coming into Planned Parenthood is disgusting and it's wrong and it's shameful. You have no business being out here, and the, the rights that you have allow you to be out here are very different than the moral standing that you think you have. There's nothing Christian about what you're doing. There's nothing loving. There's nothing kind. This is a racist act of judgment, and you have no business being out here shaming people for doing something they have a right to do. An old white lady telling people what's right for their bodies. Who would have thought? Please call the cops. Call the cops. It's okay with me. It's okay with me. I, not only do I know the cops around here, I know that the cops around here are trained in my constitutional rights. Now you hide your head in shame. You shame every single person that's coming here. You have things to say to every single person coming to Planned Parenthood, but you hide your head in shame when all of a sudden you have to do it in public? This is disgusting. Planned Parenthood of Southeastern Pennsylvania, please go on their website. There's the Planned Parenthood Action Fund. This Planned Parenthood has done more for civil rights in America than this person will ever do for anyone's rights. They deserve our support. They deserve your financial support. And if you walk by here, like I do every single day, please say something to these protesters. They, they bank on us being quiet. They bank on us caring more about decorum than we do about righteous indignation. So please don't let them get away with this. They're shaming people every single day for something that they are allowed to do. Every day I watch girls drive here from miles away because they can't go to a Planned Parenthood in their own home because protesters are outside shaming them for something they have a right to do. Don't let them get away with it. We're stronger than this. We're all better than this. Let's tell the right that we're right and that they are wrong. Shame on you for being out here telling women what's right for their bodies. Shame on you for telling anyone what's right for their bodies. Hasn't fed a child today, hasn't put shoes on a child today, right? Right. I'm sorry, ma'am. How many Catholic churches are you protesting out of 400 priests in Pennsylvania indicted for child molestation? I don't remember seeing you in any of those protests. I was at them. I don't remember seeing you in any of them. Instead, you're dragging people for their constitutional rights. Shame on you. Shame on you. The amount of mental gymnastics it must take to think that you have a right to tell a woman what's right for her body, and yet you will support a faith that has protested, that has, that has molested children across the planet? Shame on you. This is what broken morality looks like. This is what broken values look like. This is how they show up in front of our Planned Parenthoods. This is... If you can't tell, this is a place that deserves your support. 
Planned Parenthood of Southeastern Pennsylvania. They have to deal with people like this every single day. They deal with people out here every single day telling others what's right for their bodies. But we're not gonna let them get away with it. Absolutely not. No, ma'am, don't, don't hide. Don't hide. You're publicly protesting women coming to a Planned Parenthood. It's something they have a right to do. Don't hide from it. Don't hide from it. Have the courage of your broken convictions if this is what you're gonna do. Everyone, this is what they deserve and this is what they need. Every single time any of us walk by something like this, we're letting them win. We're letting them think that they are right and we know better. These people have no business telling anybody else what's right for their body. They have no business telling people of color what they think about what they do with their families, with their own family planning. This is disgusting. This isn't Christianity. This isn't love. This isn't support. This isn't kind. This is the hiding, shameful face of those that judge at Planned Parenthood. And it's disgusting. Alrighty. Yeah. So, how old are you? Five years old? Do you think the guy is struggling with some shame, people? Just yeah, curious it seems to be because a, uh, seems to be a, a very have, important word to him. He must have said the word shame a hundred times at least. I don't know. Maybe that's a little bit more. But um, <laughs> and it was it was shameful for him to carry on like that. Completely immature for sure. Sad. Yeah. So this is what we're up against, people. You know, and it's interesting that a sodomite which is what he is, biblically, if you want to use the King James language, he's a sodomite, he's a man who that practices sodomy, he's open about it, um, advocating for life. Hmm. And yet the behavior he engages in in private, or who knows, bathhouses maybe for all we know, um, how is that bringing life to anybody? Just curious. Advocating for life? Sounds like he was advocating for death. Yeah, I mean... And I, I don't know why abortion services are so important to uh, i don't know but he clearly is ignorant of the history of planned parenthood which yeah, is racist right. and margaret sanger was a eugenicist who wanted to wipe out black people so the irony is this woman presumably a catholic because i think she had a rosary beads in her hand but presumably i don't know for sure yeah. here she is praying for the people that are going in to murder their baby whatever color they are so how's that mm. racist she's trying to save lives not destroy them and uh yeah, and you know, I have to give it to her because I think if it was me, I would have hit him. I would have. I probably would have punched him in the face. Yeah, I felt that in my gut. <laughs> I know, with, right? With the, with the Holy Spirit's... <laughs> I don't know. You know, indwelling, I, I would have not. Um, but I know why it's important to him because it's it's all part of the sexual anarchy movement. Yeah. That that there are should be not a moral... In a point of view. from their point of view, the sexual anarchist's point of view, yeah. there should be no restrictions nor consequences to sexual promiscuity. At least she did try to call somebody. So, but but my question is, why is Periscope allowed this up on Periscope? That's what I want to know. How come Periscope has not removed this? Because according to their terms of service. On Periscope, if you look under the abuse, mm -hmm. it actually specifically states in liveaction.org, um, over, if you go over to, to, to Twitter on Live Action's uh, website, they actually screenshot um, the actual terms of service, put it under here, under, under this, in fact, let's see if I can find it, because um, they, they posted it under this guy's mental breakdown um clearly he's mentally unstable anyway it basically is it specifically says you know anybody with the intent to abuse harm harass bully <laughs> i don't know people but that just looks i think that qualifies um you know uh, yeah here it is right here and then he also ted cruz tweeted out, hateful, angry, dem state rep videoed himself offering a $100 bounty for the identities of three teenage girls praying outside of Planned Parenthood. These young girls showed more maturity than this self-described college football captain. Will dem party condemn his abuse? And Lila Rose, who I, I absolutely adore, um, she actually retweeted that. 
you know, and then I think it was her, it was either her or um, Live Action who posted the actual terms of service, that this is, you know, complete violation of terms, you know. And yet our show, Bible News Radio, by virtue of the title, screen name, Bible News Radio, we are hidden, we are spiked uh, on this platform. The very fact that you're on here means you're a normal viewer for the most part. Our show does not get promoted or, um, you know, you can't find it. <laughs> and we've been here four years. You would think that our numbers would be, you know, three times what they are because, you know, because of what we cover and the amount of Christians that are on this platform. But, um, yeah, what was that? Is that an explosion? You feel that? Yeah, I don't know if it's that or a water heater. I don't know. I don't recall our water heater shaking the whole house. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, yeah, unbelievable. Well, and it's it's kind of amazing, too, because, um, you know, there are people that are like, whatever, who cares? This guy's the state representative. He's an attorney. He can pretty much get away with it. So, only those who promote this publicly and promote this grave sin. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So, Randall, what what, what are your thoughts as a man having watched that? I was uh, inclined to, um, to punch the... <laughs> The, so you wanted to get violent too, <laughs> but, but in my flesh. So well, sure. And, but I realized in that situation, I think she handled herself well. Though I think I would have talked to him. You felt you felt a little shake too, Peyton. Hmm. Interesting. I would I would ask him why he was shaming me. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, he clearly has issues with shame. Yeah, it's you true. And, yeah, and, that seems to be the problem. Yeah, and and rightly so. But anyway, we've got a Bible study to do. Yeah. We're like half into our show. Well, so before we get into the Bible study, though, let me let me say this. You know, look, I talk about this pretty much every day. I talk about the need for financial support for our show. If you like what we do, the only way we're going to get any bigger or get out there anymore is if we have the funds to promote the show. We don't. We don't. I mean, we don't We don't make the money that these millions of dollars nonprofits do in order to do that. You know, places like the American Center for Law and Justice are funded. They're a nonprofit. They get grants. They bring in millions of dollars. We make under $1,000 a month doing what we do here on this show five days a week during the show and on the weekend two days we have about seven solid donors uh, a month to the show okay which i know the left would go well that's just proof that nobody really wants to fund you haters you bigots you homophobes um, but what it is you guys is it's a real war it's a cultural war so i just want to you know throw that out there to you if you like what we do and our boldness and standing for the truth then donate to the show we're here every day. It's not like we're hiding from you. <laughs> Hello, we're here. The other thing is get Legal Shield. You know, I talk about Legal Shield all the time. And honestly, this is what I really believe. I believe that if you're a Christian or anybody in general, but it seems my audience is mainly Christians, I believe you need to get yourself protected with personal legal insurance because these days are getting darker and darker and darker. And at the very least you could do is get a will done for you and your family and protect your family. Um, you know, you get a whole bunch of additional protections too, but if you don't think you're going to need legal protection or anything like that, representation at some point, well, you probably won't if you're not a outward believer, but if you're somebody that's solid in your faith and you're going to be vocal and you're going to live your life as a Christian in these dark days that are getting darker and dar darker, then I would highly suggest you use a tool that's been provided to you at a very affordable cost. And I say that 
Uh, not because I think that, you know, Legal Shield will cover civil rights issues or things like that, but, but I say it because we have a, a law firm that can help you with legal issues and things like that, and you'll get a 20%, 25% discount on things that our service doesn't cover. It, it is the best $25 a month that you can spend. And I'm just going to say this, so many of you out there, and I don't get mad at me for saying this, but so many of you out there spend $25 a month on crap you don't need. Crap that supports the world and doesn't feed your soul or protect you in any way. And so I would urge you, you know what, put that money to use for your own good, to support yourself, to give, to empower yourself so that you are protected in whatever circumstance comes your, comes our way. You know, I would not be without it. I was actually telling a 20 year old a couple days ago, you know what, if I had known 20 years ago about this membership, I would still have it. I would have, I would have gotten it then and kept it all this time. I mean, so if you've been sitting on the fence about signing up for Legal Shield, get in touch with me today and get it. Okay. Because you can use it every day and the day, the way, the way it's going you're going to need it at some point, okay? So I, also with identity theft protection, you know, it's not the same threat. It's a completely different threat, you know? And, uh, you know, I feel like I'm a voice crying out in the wilderness trying to help you people. But the reality is that this is a surefire way that you can help at least put a preventive measure in place to help you when these breaches and stuff take place. Um, I got a, I, I read it to you yesterday. I got a notification of a breach yesterday for a platform that I use. So, you know what? Invest in yourself. 35 bucks a month gets you covered for as an individual and basically 50 bucks a month covers you and your whole family uh, with full coverage, you know, of this. And if you, you're a small business, 10 bucks a month of your home business, it, it's really not, uh, it's, it's money isn't the issue. It's where your priorities are. Um, so I'm just throwing that out there. If you haven't done it yet, I would encourage you to do it. Not for my sake, for your sake. I mean, Randall and I, we could sit here for the next two hours, at least probably longer and tell you all the ways we've used this service in the year that I've had it, almost the year that I've had it. So you can learn more right there. Um, there as well. So anyway, okay. All right, Randall, you want to pick up in first Peter? Cause that's what we're going to look at now. Yeah, can definitely do that. Um, and we were picking up in verse 10, right? Yep. All right. Well, let's uh, do so prayerfully, shall we? I pray for that guy. Yeah. <clears throat> Brian Sims, pray for them. Pray yeah. for Brian. Let's pray for Brian Sims. Right. Father God, you are the awesome God, the only one and true living God, King of all creation, King of all the universe. We humbly come before you and ask your blessing on this time, uh, your leading as we study your word. Lord, equip us uh, for every good work that we might be effective and attractive ambassadors for Messiah. And we thank you for the woman who had the courage to stand and pray. Apparently at that uh, Planned Parenthood abortion mill. And um, um, perhaps we didn't see her passing out anything or talking to anyone, but if she had the courage to do that, uh, even so, they can make their own decisions. I doubt she intimidated anyone or harassed them, but just presented them with options other than the one-sided narrative that they get from the mainstream media. And from the vocal types like uh, Brian Sims, who has this issue with shame. And Lord, I pray that his shame would be turned into repentance, that he would be seeking a release from that shame not through not through fits of anger or outbursts of berating but out of humble confession uh, 
and acceptance of Yeshua, the Messiah. Lord, we offer ourselves in this time to you to use as you will for our good and your glory. We ask in the name of Yeshua, our Messiah. Yep. Amen. <coughs> okay. So, uh, all right. So last month, last month, last week, <laughs> last week when we left off, we left off in verse 10 of First Peter. And I thought today what we would do is we would read through the rest of the chapter and then go back and we would commentate or kind of talk through it, which is what, you know, I like to do. Um, how many of you, just by virtue of putting a one, uh, how many of you actually read through the book of First Peter this past week or at least the first chapter? I'd like to see if you're participating in that. Um, that would be good if you did. It probably would have taken you three minutes to do. So you did? Okay, good. Good. A couple of you did so far? Okay. All right, maybe we won't get through the whole chapter, but we can see. So I'm just going to read um, beginning of verse 1, um, or verse 10, and then uh, through the end of the chapter. So um, again, this is Peter, an apostle of Jesus, who is writing this to the brethren that are being persecuted. He writes, as to this salvation, the prophets who prophesied of the grace that would come to you made careful search and inquiry, seeking to know what person or time the spirit of Christ within them was indicating as he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glories to follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you in these things, which now have been announced to you through those who preached the gospel to you. By the Holy Spirit sent from heaven things into which angels long to look therefore gird your minds for action keep sober in spirit fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children do not be conformed to the former lust which were yours in your ignorance but like the Holy One uh, who called you be holy yourselves also in all your behavior, because it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. And if you address as father, the one who impartially judges according to each man's work, conduct yourselves in fear during the time of your stay upon earth, knowing that you were not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold from your feudal way of life inherited from your forefathers, but with precious blood as of a lamb unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. For he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but has appeared in these last times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. Since you have in obedience to the truth purified your souls for a sincere love of the brethren, fervently love one another from the heart. For you have been born again, not of seed, which is, which is perishable, which is awesome, but imperishable, that is, through the living and abiding word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flowers of grass. The grass withers, and the flower falls off, but the word of the Lord abides forever. And this is the word which was preached to you. So there you go. That's chapter one. All right, Bareface, do you want to yourself over there you are there am I. I wish there was some way we could get you better lit we can we need to work on that how many of you would like to see randall's face more clearly it looks kind of goofy to me he's always in the dark even though we're in the same amount of light in, not true in this room well i have more light on me now we're in the same amount of light i well, still look lighter though yeah i don't know yeah Maybe there's more sun coming through this window <laughs> Okay. All right. So, Randall, um, so do you want to go ahead and lead us today? I mean, I know that you uh, studied this earlier, and I thought maybe this week you could go ahead and lead. Sure. Um, yeah, I've got some notes here, and I don't want to switch to there lest I, um, well, there they are. I'm going to take them out, go back to, whoops, Where, go back to there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
All right. Any part of this. I mean, this whole thing is this could be a year's worth of study. Mm -hmm. I had to limit myself. I know. It's, it's, yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, when we studied last week, talking about the salvation that is our physical salvation, preservation, and then the outcome of our faith was it's about salvation of our souls in verse 9. So verse 10, you know, as to the salvation, the prophets who prophesied of the grace that would come to you made careful search and inquiry, seeking to know what person or what time the Spirit of Christ within them was indicating as he predicted sufferings of Christ and the glories to follow. Uh, you know, it was revealed to Daniel that Messiah was both to be cut off, uh, Daniel 9.25 in the 70 weeks prophecy, and also to return in the clouds to establish his kingdom, Daniel chapter 7, verses 13-14. Yet we see Daniel being eager to understand the revelations given to him, but not given that information. For example, there's other examples, um, but in Daniel chapter 12, verses 8 and 9, we read, And I heard, Daniel speaking, but I did not understand. And I said, Oh, my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, Go, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed until the end of time. And that's just one example from the Old Testament. You know, we read about the, uh, you know, we read about the suffering and salvation of Messiah in Isaiah, particularly Isaiah 53, the suffering servant. You know, Zechariah 9.9, we read about, you know, how your king has come into you lowly and, and, and endowed with sal salvation. But in 12.10, we read about, you know, him being pierced. You know, they will look upon, you know, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son. And that, and so, and other prophets receive revelation about the, the suffering and salvation of Messiah. But, but they did not understand the timing of those events. You know, there's often not presented in, in order. And so these things, God revealed these things to prophets, but not for their sake, because none of it happened in their time. It was for our sake. Um, can, I, can, I, can I make a comment here? Oh, certainly. Regarding the chat in our chat room here on Periscope, yeah. um, it's open. You know, people, yeah. the people in there, if they see a comment they don't want, they can ignore it, they, which will which will hide it from people, from that person. Um I do not block people unless they get very vulgar with me or they start calling me names or something. Um, I pretty much let any foolishness that comes out of people's mouths, you know, get them. I let them spout off what they want unless they attack me. And then if they attack me, bye-bye. Just saying. I mean, that you wouldn't come to my house and talk to me that way. You're not going to do it in my chat room. Um, so, yeah, so we're not banning anybody. I actually haven't banned anybody today. Um, cause I haven't seen anybody attack me today, but that's pretty much the only time I banned somebody. So carry on. All right. So as you said, <clears throat> the, the prophets, this stuff was revealed to them about the grace that would come to, <clears throat> you know, the readers and to us, you know, cause we're this side of the resurrection uh, those things that were prophesied about the suffering and salvation Messiah that came hundred years before but the prophecies weren't for the prophets to whom it was delivered. And they didn't understand, you know, because the things hadn't come to pass yet. I think of Yeshua telling uh, the, the religious leaders, especially the Pharisees in John chapter 5, verse 39. He says, you search the scriptures for you think you have eternal life in them, yet they're the ones that, that witness concerning me. And I think in in Luke's gospel, the on the road to Emmaus, you know, beginning with Moses and the prophets, he basically showed them all the things concerning him. It's really Messiah Yeshua, um, the Christ Jesus is the. Get my charger. Okay, Stacy's gonna get her charger, and while that's happening, I'll um, go solo here. 
So I'm in the dark. Um, anyway, so Messiah is the central character of of the Old Testament and the New Testament too. So uh, anyway, it's just these things that the prophets, the prophecies back there, the prophets that received these revelations, uh, they weren't for them because those things were not, you know, to take place for, in some case, hundreds of years. And I would say in most cases, hundreds of years. Um, now there's close to a thousand. Anyway, so... Verse 12 here, it was, it was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you, and these things which now have been announced to you through those who preached uh, the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things which the angels longed to look. Now, while, they, while the prophets wanted to know these things, they, these things were revealed to them, supernaturally revealed, and they wrote about these things, they wanted to understand and they didn't know the timing of these things or, or who messiah would be specifically uh you know when he would enter the world uh, yet at the same time it was revealed to them that these things weren't for them again going back to daniel chapter 12 when daniel asked hey you know i i you know what shall be the end of these things and, and the lord tells them the words are closed up and sealed uh, until the end time and uh, another place he says, you know, take up the words of the book and seal it for, for a later time. Uh, there's a time when knowledge will increase, etc. You know, these aren't, these aren't for now, these aren't for you. So while the prophets wanted to know, they knew that it wasn't for them, but for someone down the line, post-resurrection, which is the, the reading audience back then in Peter's day and, and now as well, since we're on that side of the resurrection. Um, but now these things, they were ministered to us through the prophecies that are recorded in the prophets, major and minor. But they've also now, since they've happened, the, these prophecies have been fulfilled in a person, in Yeshua of, of Nazareth, Jesus of Nazareth. And all the things have come to pass, including his suffering, you know, his death, his resurrection, then, then they've since been announced because they've come, they've happened, and the gospel, the good news of the day, uh, those things have now been announced to us by those having preached the gospel, the good news, those who are witnesses to his resurrection, including Peter, um, those having preached the gospel to in the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, uh, it makes me go back to. Uh, Acts chapter 2, you know, and just immediately prior to that, when the apostles weren't preaching the gospel, they were hiding, <laughs> hiding out, afraid they might be arrested as well. And But when the Holy Spirit was given, uh, Peter especially began to preach in power. Oh, and, and, and with... Um, and with effectiveness that um, that's what I'm looking for surpassed his training as as the Sanhedrin took notice you know that these were unlearned unlearned men and they took knowledge that they had been with Jesus that it was that that association that gave them the the knowledge and ability uh, to preach the gospel their association with Yeshua, with Jesus, and more importantly, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And then there's this interesting little addendum here. Do you want to be back on camera? Sure. Um, there's this little addendum here about Sweet people things into which ang angels long to look. Now, I couldn't point to any specific... Scripture, even the best commentary in Scripture is Scripture. Um, and we do see the interference of fallen angels in Genesis chapter 6 and other places. 
but not much happening in terms of scriptures I aware, that I'm aware of that goes back to which angels long to look. But that tells us that this salvation which and this grace to be revealed that Peter talks about like, so far and also later in this chapter is something that angels, uh, you know, messengers of God, uh, angelic beings desire to look into, that they've, just as the prophets were given prophecies and... and Yeah. You want me to read you a commentary I read? Sure. So this is uh, David Guzig. He writes a commentary. He wrote, The unfolding of God's eternal plan is something that angels desire to look into. Angels observe our conduct, as is pointed out in 1 Corinthians 4.9, right. which says, For I think that God hath set forth us, the apostles last, as it were, appointed to death, for we are made a spectacle unto the world, and to angels, and to men, making it necessary that Christians conduct themselves properly, um, which it says in 1 Corinthians 11.10, for this cause ought the woman to have power on her head because of the angels. Um, and he goes on to say, part of God's eternal purpose is to show his wisdom to the angelic beings through his work, beings through his work uh, with the church. God wants the angels to look in on what he does in the church. And the idea is that the angels are bending over with intense interest and desire to learn. Therefore, they desire to see and learn. The word denotes a strong interest or craving. The present tense portrays a present continued inner yearning to comprehend. The term does not imply that the desire cannot or should not be fulfilled, but it does mark an enduring angelic effort to comprehend more of the mystery of human salvation. And, um, commentator by the name of Hebert said that and then Grudem said the longing must therefore include a holy curiosity to watch and delight in the glories of Christ's kingdom as they find ever fuller realization in their lives of individual Christians throughout the history uh, of men uh, history of the church rather and I think it's interesting because you know in a modern pop culture you know we have shows like Touched by an Angel and and uh, Highway to Heaven, which were two programs largely centered around the idea that angels are here on Earth interacting with humanity. Um, And also the TV show Drop Dead Diva also had some angels in it as well. Um, And if you think about what the roles of angels are as ministering spirits and, and beings that intercede uh, in to protect us, mostly i don't think they're to harm us but you know the demons that that's their goal to harass us and stuff but but angels i think are sent to minister to us and um i i think it would be fascinating to uh you know to kind of look at that but i do think i do think it's interesting that peter wrote about it yeah as we were looking at uh weekends in the word uh, on saturday you know, Yeshua does tell us that there's rejoicing among the angels over one sinner that repents. So right. that tells us that they are watching the, the salvation story play out with some interest or um, investment such that they rejoice when when a sinner repents. Wow, 4.54 is the time. Went by fast, didn't it? Do we do an aerial yet? No, we haven't. We should do that. All right, you guys. Hey, Ariel Ministries gives us most of the money we make every month. <laughs> they are our sponsor, just so you know. Um, and they have asked us to talk to you about Camp Shoshana School of Messianic Jewish Studies. Um, you can learn more by going to campshoshana.com or you can go to ariel.org, click through, and then you can learn uh, more about Camp Shoshana and the different uh, classes that they will be offering there. Um, Also, uh, the feasts and fasts of Israel, their historical and prophetic prophetic significance is currently on sale. This is their newest book. 
you can get this also at ariel.org. Uh, save 20% when you use the coupon code Bible News. Here's the other thing. You guys, I posted this over on my Instagram today on Bible News Radio on Instagram. We have, uh, Ariel has an MP3 series. It's cost $3 of the book of First Peter. So if you want to actually get the MP3s or PDFs or actually a hard copy of Arnold's, Dr. Arnold Fruchtenbaum's commentary on this book yourself, you can actually save 20% on a $3 purchase and, and uh, download the MP3s yourself and listen to them. And there's also the Hebrew epistles. I think it's the Hebrew epistles, which actually covers the book of first Peter and second Peter in there. You can also get that commentary from Ariel as well. If you want to dig deeper into this actual study that we're going through as well, you know, so you can do that too. Right. Good stuff. Yep. Um, should we try to get through a couple more verses? Probably. All right. Well, uh, verse 13 then, uh, therefore, of course, the principle of Bible study, when you ever come across the word therefore, you ask yourself, what is therefore, therefore? And in this case is the, these prophecies revealed, uh, to the prophets, not for themselves, but for us afterward post-resurrection and they knew it was for us and these things now have come to pass uh the birth suffering death resurrection of messiah has happened and there's been eyewitnesses to it who have preached the gospel to us by the holy spirit set from heaven things that angels have a vested interest in therefore uh, because of that Gird your minds for actions. Keep sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Um, I wanted to speak a little bit to this uh, this uh, hope completely. Um, and uh, KG3 is translated perfectly hope. Uh, in In the Greek... It is Telios Elpisate. Um, you remember that on the cross, Yeshua said it is finished. Yes, we are in First Peter, Danielle, right now. We're in chapter 1, looking at verse 13. Yeah. So, I'll speak to gird your minds in a moment. And you may want to do that. I was listening earlier to when we did a Bible study on this and I forget, it was 2013, I think, maybe? This is an episode, and you had something to say on girding your minds for action. So, I'll reserve that for you. You might say something similar that you did six years ago. but um, I doubt it, because my headache right now has kind of got most of my okay. attention. But, the, 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 the this, this anyway, Yeshua on the cross, that it is finished, tetelestai, um, this idea of um, teleos, it's, it's to fulfillment, uh, to completion. Paul says that, that Christ is the end of the law for everyone who believes. Uh, the end there is the, the teleos, the completion, that the fulfillment of you know everything. X marks a spot, the pinnacle, the paramount, anyway. And then the the hope, the perfectly hope, or the hope complete, the hope there, uh, verb in the aorist tense. Aorist is one we don't have in English, but it basically means um, it refers to something future, but is certain as if it had already happened. And it's active, that means it continue. The, the, the tense is aorist. The... Uh, um, Let's see, mood and voice. Uh, it's, I guess, it's, the mood is active, it's continual, and the voice is imperative. That um, this is something to do. It's telling you something to do. To, to, to have this hope. And it's second person plural, referring to a group. So all y'all <laughs> have this continual 
hope uh, as as good is fulfilled and completely perfectly hope so we we have several hopes for ourselves and our others maybe our family or children or whatever you know hopes but but our paramount unwavering expectation must be the fulfillment of the unmerited favor that we will personally experience upon Messiah's return. It's basically what I get out of that. This is hope completely or perfectly hope. Whatever hopes you may have, and you may have several, and that's fine and well, but our paramount, unwavering expectation, not just a hope or a, you know, wishful hope, but an absolute expectation above all things, must be the fulfillment of the grace that we're going to personally experience upon Messiah's return. And you know what? This is interesting if you think about it. And I will say, when you consider the context of who wrote it, where it was written, how they were under the law, I think grace was a completely new concept for them. And those who, you know, understand um, the radicalness of that, you know, like Peter did, um, could not but write about it. And I think that's one of the most amazing things about this letter that he wrote. And uh, here's what I would encourage you all to do as your homework for this coming week um, in in First Peter is I would encourage you to go back, read all of chapter one of First Peter and circle every time you see the word you, Y-O-U. And then take a piece of paper and make a list of what it says about you and how Peter was writing to the church there. I think you'll, you'll see some interesting um, things that Peter was trying to instruct his, you know, the believers of that day and us by virtue of the fact that we have it here. Um, I think you'll... I think you'll see some interesting things. So that's your homework, should you choose to accept it. And um, tomorrow, like I said earlier, my friend Dr. Jennifer Fee uh, is going to join me. We're going to talk about uh, five ways to a peaceful mind. We're going to talk a little bit to Jennifer about her, uh, you know, what she does and, you know, all that. Um, And I hope you can join us. And then on Thursday, we have, I don't know where it went. The author of Cold Case Christianity, here it is, right here. This could be fun. Uh, Forensic Faith and Cold Case Christianity, uh, J. Warner Wallace, his name's Jim. These two books, we're going we're gonna to talk to Jim about this. And just so you know, I'm going to put a heads up here, just so you know, Thursday's show will start a few minutes late because Jim is coming off an interview with a radio station before he can get to us and he can't get on 15 minutes early in order to set the show up with us the way that I normally do it. So he'll probably be joining me, you know, to first set up close to two o'clock. So our show will probably be running a couple minutes late on Thursday, but it will be worth, it'll be worth it. Trust me. Um, he is a, an amazing apologist and, uh, his, You know, the subtitle here is A Homicide Detective Investigates the Claims of the Gospels and A Homicide Detective Makes the Case for a More Reasonable Evidential Christian Faith. So, you know, this is, these are solid thinkers. You know, the Bible says in Isaiah, come let us reason together. You know, though your sins be as scarlet, I will make them white as snow. You know, people, atheists like him, he was an atheist you know, who think that Christianity is all about faith, that it's, you know, not a reasonable faith. It's, you know, oh, you just believe in a fairy tale or whatever. If the evidence is examined, then it demands a verdict. To quote, evidence demands a verdict by Josh McDowell, who I believe also was an attorney, wasn't he? Can't remember. But the point is, is the Bible is an amazing book, worthy to be studied. It's God's word. And if you read it as a child, you will find the Lord. Wisdom of Faith. Have you been listening to William Lane Craig? Yeah, actually, I love William Lane Craig. Um, I think I, I, I might have even had him on years ago. Um, but anyway, so Thursday we have we have Jim Wallace coming on. So 
I hope that you take the time to come and, you know, pray for me. Man, I don't know what it is, but just, dang, these last two days, just completely been, like, zapped with these allergies and just, you know, I haven't taken any medicine, you guys, just so you know, it's not like, I, I probably look like I'm doped up from some type of medicine. I'm just not. I'm just, like, whapped with a, um, you know, really bad sinus headache. So, despite the fact that I took some Advil, it's still there. It didn't go away. So, anyway. <laughs> But whatever, it's a first world problem. All right, so uh, so don't forget, if you want to donate to us, BibleNewsRadio.com. Uh, you want to become a member of Legal Shield, just get in touch with me. If you want to push back the evil darkness, read the word of God and pray for those who persecute you. Because it's happening, as that lady found out. And, uh, yeah. Shameful, huh? Anyway, so remember, be bold, people. Stand up and go with God because he loves you. We'll see you tomorrow.